What is up, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of the Lemon Soul Podcast. Today, we have an extra special guest. I'm going to be interviewing my ex. Yes, you heard that correctly. I am interviewing my ex from high school, Nicholas James Eichenberger. We dated in high school for about 30 days, and it was wonderful. (laughs) Um, And I have reconnected with Nick over the last few years, and I have been watching his platform grow called Actually So Ugly. You can find him on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of it. He has a huge following. Not only that, but he's the founder and designer of The Ugly Aesthetics, What he does is very, very special because he is out there doing something different, doing something to bring laughter to the world, and also to do something to bring love. He is online to help kids. He is a dance teacher by nature and is just killing everything that he does, and I am so, so proud to share his story today, so let's get to it. Please listen carefully. Well, welcome to the Lemon Soul Podcast Quarantine Edition. Terrified but excited. Terrified and excited and puking, all adjectives that I usually experience while doing the podcast. All right, Nick Eichenberger from Actually So Ugly. You guys have probably heard me or seen me post about his stuff. He's fucking hilarious. And the same time you have content that's like so meaningful and so powerful and like you have so much love and passion for like the kids that you teach and you know anyone watching like you have both sides of that and I think that's like super super important so I think that's so cool I try to balance the funny because obviously you know most of my audience are kids although although I have been like shocked I guess to find out that a huge part of my audience when you look in analytics is like 30 and over and I'm like lol what i never even imagined i just always was like i'm just trying to help kids and i found that i could help more people so i try to keep a good balance like i just filmed a video literally two days ago about like my struggles with body issues and how it hasn't really gone away how it's changed and i was like i never imagined a year ago that i would even ever do that but i know now that people need that so i try to balance it Well, and that's interesting because I think a lot of the time people come on social media to do the lighthearted stuff first. And then as soon as you start posting the vulnerable stuff, as soon as you do just like that first video of whether it's your body image stuff or the stuff about dance when you did like the dance, the importance of like dance teachers, as soon as you like realize the reactions that you get back and you get all the DMs and people want to hear the vulnerable stuff because it makes us human and it makes us relatable. And it's scary too, because it's like, you go on social media and social media is pretty much like the perfect platform where we only show the best parts of our lives. And it's just like, not real. And it makes me sick because I've always tried to remain myself. Mm -hmm. And so I think like, that's where I really struggled with social media at the beginning was like, well, you should only post the things that people want to see, but like you make the idea of what people want to see. Yeah, exactly. And like, as soon as you step outside of that comfort zone, because it is like you said, it's scary as fuck to be like, hey, Mm -hmm. this is my real life. This is like, but it's but like, that's so fucking important. And I feel like more and more people are like leaning into that. um, Because people want to feel like they can relate to each other. What I read in your intake form that I found like, the most interesting to me, was that you talked about, like you were saying, everyone wants to hear the story about the gay kid that got bullied. But you have a different story. I was not bullied. My mom thinks I was, but I think I just didn't care. (laughs) So many people, like when I auditioned for a TV show, which we won't even acknowledge because LOL, um, a dance show, would they like try to 
bring a story out of you and they want to create this emotional story. And I realized that like, oh my God, that's all people want to hear was like the emotional story about how my parents didn't support me and how I was bullied in school. And I was like, my dad's outside. <laughs> like, it's just not what I experienced. Um, it didn't help that, I mean, or sorry, it did help me that I was a very aggressive child <laughs> with my attitude and how I treated other people. So I never took bullying personally, like for that stuff, like the gay stuff. Yeah. But I definitely have gotten so much in more in Toronto, the more accepting city, <laughs> the more open city, I got way more hate on what I look like and way more trans hate, but I'm not trans, but I understand that people think that I am based yeah. on the fact that I just have hair. Way more, but I, in the end, it just doesn't affect me and I literally could care less. It's interesting because like we were ta slightly talking about, it's like you said you do have like the body image issues, but does that yeah. translate into like, the confidence like do you think you you didn't care because you were confident in who you were or you just like straight up just didn't give a fuck <laughs> I have had this weird thing which I didn't really even realize until I made a timeline for the video of my body issues was I never actually really cared what people thought about me it was when I just looked at myself yeah. so I never had an issue with my sexuality ever growing up it just wasn't something you did like being from Amherstburg and Windsor, it just wasn't something you did. And so while like I definitely thought about it, like I never felt suppressed because okay. it wasn't something you did. Yeah. And I didn't even know it was an option. So I was just like, well, that's just not what you do. So I don't know. It I never felt like I was holding back who I was ever. So, and my body issues thing was just definitely me looking at me. I don't know how to necessarily, like, I don't know. I don't know that the two like correlate. Really? Did the body image stuff come from being a dancer? Um, so no. What I did learn is that um, I found that, or sorry, when I looked back at the earliest memories I have, like I can remember body issues from the time I was like in grade four. And I didn't start dancing until I was like older. Like I was like 17 when I started like actually taking dance seriously. So I think that that made, it gave me an outlet for it to actually like <laughs> breathe life. And, you know, I was in front of a mirror all the time and, my role models in my dance studio also were scarily thin. So mm -hmm. I think that played a huge part in it. Mm -hmm. But I know that when I was little, I had those thoughts. Yeah. Like I've always been uncomfortable being shirtless. Dude, that like blows, like even still, like still or not still? Yeah, no, still. I went to a pool party last summer um, and I thought there was only going to be like a couple of people I know and it turned out being a whole thing. And if I wasn't drunk, I wouldn't have gotten through it. To, like to look at your Instagram and I've known you since high school. Like I, I would have never, you don't know what people are going through is basically what oh, I'm getting no. at. I was a professional, like I say like white liar because yeah. half of my like excuses for things were the truth, but I just, it wasn't the actual reason as of to why those things happened. Like people will say like, will you post body pictures on Instagram? It's, I choose it. I choose <laughs> what goes on there. Do you don't think I sat in front of that picture and looked at it like under a microscope for like hours you don't think I did that of course I did I can take a I'm pretty good at getting a face photo down I can do it in one take <laughs> however like the body ones I don't and I'll I was never happy like I was I weighed more I weighed less I weighed whatever it, it wasn't necessarily that I wanted to look a certain way I was just never happy interesting which is in like your tiktok video where you're like how to get your booty popping and i'm like it's so funny like you stand up i'm like i look like spongebob but i'm gonna get an ass <laughs> i'm like this yeah, is it's, it's so like, crazy it's angles 
It's angles. It's all angles. It's all angles. But if we didn't have social media, no one would even think about that. Yeah. And it's like one, it's like one second, one like moment of someone's life in a photograph, which is like why I love that people are doing videos and stuff more because you kind of get to see a little bit more of like someone's full picture when they're just talking alive like this or doing videos and and doing that kind of stuff. So it, even for me, like I haven't talked to you in, in years, but watching your stuff over social media makes me feel like I do know you, like I do know you a little better. And that's like, that's the most beautiful thing. What? (laughs) Tears. Um, but I want to go back. Like, what is the perspective of the bully? Um, so yeah, I, I definitely feel like I am because of the things that I had felt on myself. Like I did not like the way I looked and like, I had even just like dated people as as an adult because I was a bully as an adult like till I was like 21 or 22 like I really was and um I was hurting so bad you know what I mean like so bad and so I was just projecting that on so many people and I was not confident and I built this whole personality where people would be like you're so cocky and I'm like yeah I am but it's like I'd rather have you focus on that than on how I actually felt I've alluded to my, I wish you could see my dog right now. He's literally on his back throwing the bone in the air. I'm like trying to be serious. (laughs) Um, I always alluded to the fact that I had problems, but I never shared what they were and I never wanted people to know. And they were like, but you were so confident. I I would never have guessed. And I'm like, that's the point. I projected so much negativity, like so much, even looking back on old Instagram posts and like, I was so vulgar all the time and I just wanted to be so controversial mm-hmm. so that that's what people focused on. And because I didn't like the way I looked, I would go right on to other people and the way they look right on to like, I bashed, and this sounds bad to say, I bashed a lot of like gay lifestyle stuff, not because I was suppressing it, but because I didn't like the way certain things look. So I was like, boom. And that's just the only avenue I knew because I was gay. Damn. But like, <laughs> There's just so many things that I can even think of, like even in high or in grade school, like I threw this like big boy's lunch on the roof and like stomped on his stuff and was like, you don't need this, blah, blah, blah. Like, like looking back, I would die if I could smack that kid, AKA me, I would die. Like, I can't even believe that I did those things. And I, one of my students got bullied when I was like 21 or 22, I can't remember, but she came up to me crying. She's literally like eight or nine. And she was talking about how this girl was called, like calling out her body issues and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, instantly, like overnight, I was like, oh my God, I was that kid. This is what I'm doing. This is what I did to people. Like, no, 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 no. I I can't be that. And then literally overnight, I was just like, I changed my whole perspective. I was it became so clear why I did the things I did. Mm -hmm. And I just, I was hurting so bad and it made me feel so bad for the people who carried that into their future. Like it wasn't them. They were just in the line of fire. Right. It was just the projection coming from your side. Yeah. And I've tried so hard now, like since then to like preach the anti-bullying thing in, in school and when I teach and all that stuff. Cause I'm like, no, we can't do that. Cause if like, that little kid felt a tenth of what like I had done. Like, oh my God, my heart, I can't. <laughs> but it's it sounds like you've done like a lot of like work and like you're really self-aware and you've reflected a lot. 
like what were the steps that have like kind of walked you through like you said like that moment kind of like changed you and like overnight it was like hey fuck this I'm not doing it. I'm not going to be that person anymore was it a quick like was it an easy transition or were like there things that like you knew you had to work on like what has your maybe like your self-awareness journey looked like yeah I mean and I'm still like still well I mean everyone's born with like negative thought right so it's like you have a negative thought and then you're like okay how do I erase that thought and put positivity into the world? But it's hard, especially like, so I don't speak to a lot of people that I used to speak to because I felt like they were an outlet for me to become that person again. It's like, you know, when you surround yourself with someone you used to know and you become that person again when you're around them. Yes. And you don't love that person you become. So I've done a lot of work over the last couple of years of like cutting people out of my life just trying to realize like who was going to bring out the positive side of me. And it wasn't, I mean, it was an overnight like awareness, but it wasn't easy obviously because I've been, was negative for so many years. Mm -hmm. So instantly thoughts would come to me. I would say things and be like, that was dumb. Don't say that. I even fought with like, if I had an opinion about something, like, is that a valid opinion or was I just being an asshole? Like, I don't know. Like, and even my boyfriend will tell me all the time, he'll literally be like, so how you're going to say that is, or like, you can't say that. Like, yeah. that's not something you can say. And I would fight him and then realize like later be like, oh, yeah. you're right. I don't want to say that going to Villanova played a part in being an asshole, but we went to school, well, predominantly an Italian school with very strong personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of negative people um, and a lot of, like I saw a lot of bullying in high school. I mean, like, obviously I know I could name some people who tried it with me, but they didn't win. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I can name people who tried to bully me and be like, you're a fag. And I, and I just was like, you're on roids, you're sweating green. I don't want to talk about it. I don't think you should. <laughs> but I definitely think like that played a part into my mentality is coming from a small town, like small town mentality. There's yeah. things I didn't understand. And everyone knows everyone's stuff. And it just is, you know, it, it that's exactly like the small town mentality. Everyone knows everyone, even just like not even Villanova, but like in Amherstburg in itself, yeah. it's just a small place. Everyone's going to know everyone's shit. <laughs> you can't go like, you can't have a secret. It's no. like, not a thing. So it's definitely hard to like navigate still like only projecting positivity, but it was hard. Um, and it made me have to like battle a lot of the things that I grew up with and like why I was that way. Why do I feel that way about myself? And why do I feel that way about someone else? Or like, if I went through this and then I see a kid going through the same thing and I'm like, okay, well, how can I fix that for them so that they don't feel what I felt because they're so young? Yeah. Which I'm lucky that I teach so many kids because I'm like, okay, I can try to nip this shit in the bud early. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, right? It's like as kids, it's, it's so different because your brain isn't developed and that's not an excuse, you know, for kids being bullies or whatever, but it is, it's, it's a different atmosphere and it's nice to have like a role model like yourself, like you said, nipping it in the butt at that time. So it doesn't bleed into like adulthood. I'm very happy too that like, very happy that I have the perspective of like somebody who people tried to bully and somebody who bullied people because I see both, right? Like I, I teach so many humans and 
I see both. I see kids who are negative and who project things onto other people. And I can mm -hmm. actually take them inside and be like, listen, honey, yeah. let me tell, like, I feel like I'm a parent more than I am a dance teacher most of the time, because I can actually tell them like, you need to understand, like, understand that what you're doing is going to follow that kid for the rest of their life. And they don't feel, they don't feel that way. They're like, well, this is what's happening to me. And I'm like, right. so keep it with you. It's hard when you're young, you don't see past yourself. Like you see the the moment and react off of emotions for a lot of us anyways. And I felt the same way. Like as I've gotten older, you're way more self-aware. You're way more like reflective. And like you said, you still have that negative thought. Like that's still like a natural thing, right? Like everyone is going through that type of stuff, but it's about like that second thought of like having, at least just even fucking having that second thought, right? Cause yeah, like most, some people I don't have people. it. <laughs> I see people who like say things and I'm like, you're like 26. <laughs> like, like people who aren't aware. And yeah. I know some people aren't like, they're still not aware and they just live in little bubbles. Mm -hmm. But the fact that as an adult, some people don't have the care to actually change. Like, mm -hmm you can have a full conversation with people as adults of why things are wrong and they will fight you to the end. They yeah. have like opposition disorder. They are like, I will fight you to the end. Yeah, it's super, like, it's super defensive. <laughs> yeah, and it's like some things that as a kid, you don't understand why things are right and wrong, especially because you become more aware when you leave home, right? Like a lot of us grow up with what we were taught in the home mm -hmm. and i see that with kids all the time i mean i mean i've taught it like literally over a hundred dance studios i've taught so many kids and then i meet their parents and go got it got it got it got it mm, that's why like it makes so much sense and but then i'm like so you move away and now you need to make the change like mm -hmm. and so many people don't yeah and frustrating you just want to throw punch them but you can't <laughs> but you just can't do that these days no you just can't i want to ask you a little bit um like about boundaries because you said you like got to a point where you knew that there were negative people that you knew that you had to cut off and like not associate with anymore and like that's a huge thing that like setting those boundaries and i know that when people hear uh, like the words saying like cutting people off it doesn't I, what I always try to preach and what I tell people because I'm a huge advocate of like set your fucking boundaries and take care of yourself first but it doesn't have to be like a malicious process that's what I feel like when people hear like oh I gotta get rid of my toxic friends I'm like okay well you don't have to tell them to fuck off and like <laughs> you don't have to be an asshole to get a message across like which you know was another learning step <laughs> I didn't have to say the F word after every single sentence to tell you how I really feel. Now, sometimes I may, but <laughs> um, no, yeah, I like, it's as simple as just communicating less mm -hmm. with a human being. Like cutting someone off does not have to mean like block them up all on social media, like tell them to F off, tell them everything wrong with them. Like that's not, that doesn't make you grown. No, like no. that doesn't make you mature. That just like, you're just fueling a fire. Yeah the i always say like with when it comes to communication like half the time if you didn't communicate with someone the same way they didn't communicate with you like like reaching out mm -hmm. you wouldn't be friends anyway so what's the point um like yeah. it's so easy to actually distance yourself from a human which at first i thought was really hard because they're i was surrounded by the same people all day every day mm -hmm. and i was like okay like this is going to be so hard and i just communicated less yeah, and yeah. some just trickled off and others, you know, I had to make excuses. And while you may have to make little white lies on why, because 
you don't want to hurt their feelings <laughs> um, or start an argument or anything like that. Like it's, you just don't have to do that. Yeah. Like you can just easily cut people off. Yeah. And if you, when people are like, oh, well, let's hang out, let's hang out, let's hang out, let's hang out. And you're like, no, I can't hang out. I can't hang out. Just make more excuses and they'll stop inviting you. <laughs> True. It just, they'll, they'll stop inviting you because you're not available. Like make yourself unavailable. It's as simple as that. And like, you can even, if you don't want to cut off completely, you can even start to be more conscious of the way you speak to them and the messages you send to them. Cause you can always trigger a thought in them. And then they could have that triggering moment where they change too. Like yeah. just cause you're chained doesn't mean they can't, you know what I mean? Do you feel um, like was, were those boundaries set? Cause it, like you were saying, it, everything was very much heightened when you were in Toronto. Was Toronto a, like a boundary that you had, cause you came back. I mean, you're halfway in between you're in Chatham now. Um, but was that, was that a reason that you decided to come home? Um, I was actually never happy there. And I projected this image that I was, uh, I lived in the city cause everyone always told me, you're such a city boy. You're such a city boy. And I'm like, I'm just trying to live out here with the goats. I'm trying to have some horses named Diego. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, I just want a normal life, but I was trying to project this whole, like from the day I moved, which I didn't want to move. My parents were like, you're moving. Oh yeah. I was supposed to move to LA and then a whole thing happened with the business I was going for and then they couldn't accept Canadians anymore so my dad was like you're still moving and I was like I'm sorry what and so we went and then like found a place the next week they moved me and I didn't leave my home for like two months for except to get groceries because I was miserable like I was miserable I, I didn't know anyone I don't like making friends and it's not because I don't want friends it's just because like I'm scared okay I'm scared um so I wasn't happy the whole time I was there. I mean, there was happy moments, obviously. And I met my best friend there, Matthew. And like, leaving him was definitely, you know, the most heartbreaking thing, like literally ever. But I knew the whole time I was there what I actually wanted. And Toronto wasn't going to offer me what I wanted. I didn't want to work 18 hours a day. Well, I still feel like I do that now. But it's in something that I like really, really enjoy. And it's for me. Whereas before I felt like I was working 18 hours a day to build someone else's dream. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say I wasn't getting credit. And if she watches this, I'm so sorry, girl, but it wasn't helping me grow other than like, I was becoming a better dancer, but I don't want to be a dancer. I like to be a dance teacher. So that wasn't do helping me. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew that based on the social circles, I was in for such a short amount of time before it dipped in Toronto. I didn't want to be a part of this like fake ass group of artists and not everyone is like that. However, yeah, they are. Um, <laughs> like, I, my best friend told me I was no longer allowed to go to dance events, like big dance events, because literally I was, I became rude because people would do the whole like, Oh my God, I missed you so much. Oh my God, we need to hang out. Like, bitch, I didn't miss you. You didn't miss oh, me. We don't no. need to play this game. A simple hi, how are you would have been great. We yeah. could have done this in a different way. We oh. didn't need to do the whole fake, oh my God, I loved you. I even like went to dance shows I wasn't in and people were like, you were so good tonight. And I'm like, bitch. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? It's, no, the dance community is so fake and so toxic. And again, not everybody is like that, but everybody who isn't like that knows that it, the community is like yeah. that. Yeah. I oh. would, you know, it's, it's like high school never ends. 
And um, I knew I had to distance myself from that. So a couple years into Toronto, I was like, no more dance events, goodbye. Yeah. Um, and then I developed a core group of friends and then, you know, had to start not kicking them out <laughs> of my life, but distancing myself and cutting people off because, you know, it was like, okay, I'm in my 20s. What am I doing for me? I'm doing everything for somebody else. Like, what am I doing for me? Yeah. And that's when teaching became a bigger part of my life. Did you do any teaching in Toronto before you came, before you were here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I worked at a school, um, okay. assisting teaching and then like artistic directing for a little bit. Um, and then I would go, so that was what, like 8 a.m. to like 3 p.m. And then from 3.30 p.m. until like 10.30 p.m. I would go teach at a dance studio for kids. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, school was like adults. And I would do that like six days a week. Um, sometimes I would work seven days a week. Um, and it, every day. That's exhausting. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's long hours. I'm pretty committed to like, I, w I knew the life I wanted to live mm -hmm. and I can't, couldn't get that life without working that hard. Like people think I moved back because Toronto's so expensive. I pay way more money now <laughs> than I paid in Toronto to live way more money. I, it's not cheaper to live here. Yeah, if I lived the same quality of life, but I don't live the same quality of life. I have a, a lot more bedrooms than I did there. Man, I can like totally relate. I moved to Toronto kind of halfway through university, kind of was like, you know, the typical fuck Windsor, I'm going to get out. I'm going to go to Toronto and do the big film thing and yada, yada, yada. And like you said, like I didn't leave my house, but to like do groceries. And even if I went, if I needed groceries, there was like a convenience store attached to my building. So I just go down, buy some cereal and go back upstairs. <laughs> I had like a two minute walk to the grocery store and I was like, perfect. Cause three is too much. <laughs> no, my the grocery, closest grocery store was probably like eight blocks and I hated it. And it, and I just, even just the atmosphere of Toronto and like, don't get me wrong. People love Toronto. And if you're a city person, like fucking hurrah. Um, yeah. Some people would die in a small exactly. town. But I always felt, even when I went to do groceries, I'm like showing, I'm like, you know, I'm not in my fucking bum sweats, but I'm in running shoes and tights because it's a fucking eight block walk. Mm -hmm. People are rock, walking around all like snooty with their nose up. And I'm like, I can't, I can't be here anymore. I, this is not, yeah. this is just not my, it's just not my people. And that's not to say that everyone in Toronto is an asshole. It's just say, it just wasn't, I knew <laughs> they can't see what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> they can only hear us. Like, mm. uh, but it is a, like within, I think I enjoyed myself for about two weeks and I was like, Ooh, in the city, fucking sweet. Yeah. Like, this is awesome. And then I was like, mom, can I come home, please? I don't want to do this anymore. Um, but it stayed for the year and whatever. And then eventually came home, mm -hmm. but it is, it's a very, very different toxic city for yeah. the most part. Like I partied in high school, not as an adult. So when I moved to Toronto and everybody was like, party city, let's go out. I probably went to a club four times in the 10 years I was there. <laughs> like I, I'm not a big drinker. I don't do that stuff. Like I'm really pretty focused on like what I how the life I want to have. So yeah. I also felt like if I didn't do those things, I was being excluded almost. Mm -hmm. So then I almost was like, okay, I'll just work more. You know yeah. what I mean? And work yeah. became my excuse to not do that stuff. I was gonna say, like, how even the fuck do you even have time to go out drinking when you're working from 6 till 10 p.m.? Like, where do you fit in going out? You don't. <laughs> I don't. It was great. I didn't have to. <laughs> um, and work became an excuse to cut people off. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, sorry, I can't. I work six days a week. And yeah. most, sometimes seven, can't do it. Sorry about it. But, like, yeah, no, I, the people, you know, everyone's out there trying to get a Chanel bag. And same. But, um... 
the difference is I don't buy it and live in debt like most of Toronto does. Right, right. There's just complete difference. Oh, I learned that everybody's mentality in Toronto is beautiful. <laughs> um, <laughs> young man, it's go. good timing. <laughs> oh my god. No, yeah, I just learned that everyone's mentality was to like, um, oh my god, sir, was to be in debt. Like people would literally say to me, well, you're going to die in debt anyway, so just be in debt and have the things you want. And I'm like, I feel like, no. I I feel like, no. (laughs) Everybody just wants to have this lifestyle, that this, like, big fake lifestyle. And I'm I'm like, I want that same lifestyle too, but I don't want to be broke. Yeah, I want to actually enjoy myself. Yeah, like. Genuinely. I want to work hard. Like, I have some nice things. I don't buy nice things anymore because of what I have now. Yeah. But I work really hard to have the things that I have, and it's like, Annoying because a lot of people don't. They just buy it and that. And I'm like, you suck. You suck. <laughs> but I want to talk about Actually So Ugly. And like, where did that name come from, first of all? And like, where did this whole brand start? Like, you have you worked 18 hours in Toronto. You know, fucking working 18 hours here doing Actually So Ugly. <laughs> Among other things. Like, where did this come from? So basically, how it started was, I actually was going to start a YouTube channel the year I moved to Toronto. Back when like, it was just Jenna Marbles and Smosh. Like, I was like, I, which still are my favorite YouTubers. Um, I always wanted to actually at first, because I didn't know, I wanted to be Pocahontas. I but I'm this. not native. Cultural appropriation, <laughs> I can't do that. And I yeah. just wanted that to be like my brand. And then I was like, I became aware that you can't do that. And I was like, let me just, we're not doing that. Um, but actually so ugly pretty much started because I always say, let me tell you, I just literally skipped a whole part of my story. So I started, uh, I was going to start it back then and I never did. Not because I felt like I wasn't going to have enough to share because I was going through a lot and I thought it would be a great therapy thing. Yeah. But I felt like no one would watch me. So I was like, I don't really want to put myself out there and then be like, no one's going to watch because I have no time already. And it's like, Mm -hmm. am I going to dedicate this much time? Because me and my best friend, we started a YouTube channel too. But we were working so much. Like we both worked like crazy. He worked more than me. He would wake up at like 4.30 because he's a personal trainer. And he would get home at like 11 p.m. And it's like, it's a lot of, like YouTube is a lot. Like I probably edit one video probably takes me like seven hours. Yeah. It's sure. a lot of hours. It is a lot. Um, so I wanted to do it for a very long time. And I was like, I feel like no one's going to watch and it's going to be so much effort among all the other stuff I was already doing. So I didn't do it until like, I don't know, a little bit over a year ago. And I um, was sitting in my studio or the dance studio I was working at with my Burlington Dance Academy kids. And I, and I was like, okay, like, I'm going to do YouTube because they were yelling at me. Everybody in my life was literally yelling at me. Like, everyone was mad because everyone's like, a YouTube channel. And I'm like, no, I can't. Um, and so they were finally, they sat me down and were like, listen, here's the deal. We're planning the whole thing right now. And I was like, okay. So we did. And um, we were trying to come up with names. And they were like, well, what's something that's you? Like, what do you say all the time? And so I always, before everything, for some reason, go actually so. Like, I'll be, I'll be like, that's actually so cute. That's actually so ugly. That's actually so stupid. Like, I'm actually so mad. Like, I always say actually so. It was just something that everybody in my life knows that I always say. And 
ugly came from the fact that me and my best friend, best friend, me and my best friend have this thing where we like, we like to call things like what they're not. I don't know how to describe. So like we think something's super cute. We'll be like, that's so ugly. Oh my God. Like, but in the way that people are like, it's a little different. Like if something's a little different, I'm like, yeah. And someone thinks it's ugly. I'm like, well, it's cute to me. So yeah, it's actually so ugly. Like, I love that. It's ugly. Um, and I call myself ugly all the time. It's what I do. And everybody's like, oh my God, you're not ugly. And I'm like, I don't think I am. <laughs> I actually don't think I'm super ugly. Um, but um, one day someone was like, okay, what does ugly mean? Like, why do you say it for everything? And just, I don't know where I was like, undeniably gorgeous, literally, yes. Like, I don't oh, know, out of nowhere, I just said it. I did not know this, this is amazing. So um, I just was like, yeah, ugly is just when something is so undeniably gorgeous. And the only answer you have is like, yeah, literally, yeah. Literally, yes. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much how it started. And then I was just like, okay, I guess that's what I'll call my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And then I did that. And um, I still get comments being like, no, it should be actually so gorgeous. And I'm like, it's not, that's it's not, that's not. That's anyway. <laughs> yeah, I basically started it a year ago and I was like, no one's going to watch. And um, I still put out a video and I go, no one's going to watch. Um, but I know that if one kid watches, oh, my hair right now. Um, I know that if one kid watches, I'll be happy. Yeah. Between, like, yeah. Um, so yeah, Actually So Ugly started. And then I guess that I'm not serious about social media in the way that I don't actually do the things that you need to do to actually be successful. Like, there's a lot more I could be doing. Yeah, but that's also like part of, the best fucking part is that like, you're doing it because you're posting things you enjoy. You're not posting because yeah. you're like trying to get like 300 fucking likes, which you probably are anyways. But like you're doing that stuff and I think that's what makes it so genuine. That's why people yeah. want to follow because you're building a genuine community of people because you're posting who you are and not just like what yeah. the algorithm wants to fucking see. I've had brand managers and stuff contact me and be like, if you did this, if you did this, if you did this. And I'm like, mm, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, like I've been offered thousands of dollars to promote things that I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah. I teach kids. No. I'm not about to sit online and promote a goddamn teeth whitening thing or a fit tea. Yeah. Like I'm not doing that. I can't do that. I can't do it. I've even been approached by like clothing things. Be like, hey, if you wear this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I wouldn't wear that. Yeah. So I make a nice little excuse about why I can't do that. Yeah. So it's like, I, I'm trying to be the most authentic and not really make social media a job. That's why I'm yeah. trying to do other things. And I'm just letting my social media, luckily it is, I have enough people who will buy the things that I am making. Um, I don't want social media to be a job. I mean, it is technically, I do make money off of social media now, but I don't want it to be this thing. Cause I, I get scared that I won't be myself. I feel that way. <laughs> it's terrifying because like there is a certain pressure to be like, okay, well this video didn't get views. I can't do that again. But right. I'm like, but that's the video that made me happy. That fine line between like what people want to see, who I am. What if one day I'm not as peppy as people are used to seeing me as, but then I like, and anytime I post a, vid a video or a photo, because I, again, like you're saying, like you try to be vulnerable online and be authentic. And I love that fucking word. Yeah. And when I post, even on days and people love it when, you know, you post and I'm like, yo, I'm having a shitty day. I've been crying, but like, that's normal. And that's when I get the array, most array of messages, but like all day long that that post is up, I am like mortified. 
yeah it, like people don't really like it seems very easy to just post that photo or post a video of me being like yeah i had a shitty day but i probably watched it for an hour being like okay is this too much is this not enough am mm-hmm. i sharing too much like i don't know and then i post it and then i'm like five minutes later i'm like do do, do i take it down nope okay we're gonna leave it and it's just like that constant thing for the 24 hours that's fucking on my instagram story panic it's it's, it's pure panic <laughs> i'm like oh my then i'm like who's watched this which one of my friends has seen this like oh my god and i've gotten really good at that of not Ooh. looking i've gotten so good at not looking at how many likes i get now on youtube makes it harder because it's like on the page yeah. but on instagram i do like that they took away showing the amount of likes you get because yes, now yes. i don't click it i just yeah. don't click it i don't care who views it um on my stories i don't do it um I it's all suit no, it's honestly the healthiest thing to not do it just because then you overanalyze it. Like I even have a problem with sometimes, okay, what was it yesterday or the day before? I don't remember. I wasn't sad, but it was the day that I filmed the YouTube video about my eating things. And I was like, you know, I'm a crier. I cry at everything. Like I'm not sad crying. I cried at a home reveal. I cried at a wedding proposal on Beverly Hills Housewives. I will cry to cry just because I do that. Um, And then I feel bad because when I post that stuff, everyone's like, sends you messages. And I'm like, no, 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 don't feel bad. No. I don't want you to feel bad. I'm, it's fine. Like, I don't need that. And I'm not posting that for that reason because I do hate when people post their like, crazy problems online and blah 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 and they're and and like there's such a fine line of like what's too much and what's just sharing yeah so i hate it so it's like yeah when i post when i'm when i said that's not the sentence i said in the video that i just filmed like please do not message me after this video that you're here and supporting me and you love me and blah 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 don't worry, I know. Like, I know. What I would love is if you message me for advice or like to tell me your story even. Yeah. I don't need anyone to be like, I feel bad because don't. Like, yeah. I'm doing just fine. My life is great. Yeah, and that's that like fear of like, am I posting this? And then are other people going to think I'm just posting this because I need pity? That's not the point. I just want people to know that they're not alone in being sad or having a shit day. I just want people to know that I'm not always fucking peppy and rah, rah, rah. Like, but there, there is, that's like fine line of, and it's about sharing like too many details. It's just about being like, this is the feeling, not like, this is a fucking bad story to my whole life story. Like, yeah, those lines. You don't need to like, you don't need to post things for attention. And I feel like that's what social media is, is people think that because you are a social media person that you love yourself and you're doing this for attention because you need attention. And I'm like, no. Which is why I do a TikTok live every two days, I try, and I turned them into Q&As or like advice. I, it's the title of it, like Q&A and advice. And, be, and, I, and I've found way more fulfillment out of doing that than honestly any other social media platform that I have because I've literally turned it into, how can I help you? Yeah. <laughs> like, there, what my TikTok followers, which is a weird sentence, um, gave me the idea of is they, they always do, would you do a meet and greet? Would you do a meet and greet? And I'm like, no, ew, that's so weird. I don't want you to show up to like take a picture with me and go home. That's the weirdest shit I've ever heard. Like, ew. So we came up with the idea of like, okay, one day, if it's ever a thing, like I want them to be like little conferences where we, where they're like themed and every person like almost like sits in a circle and it's like, we just have discussions and it's not like, 
you come and take this picture with me, pay yeah. the money and go home. Like I'm trying to help people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the difference, right? It's, it, it's, it's an outward projection of taking care of others. And that's exactly what I, hopefully most people want to do with their social media accounts. Not always, but you know, that's ideal. Mm, well, <laughs> and I used to feel like that was like my responsibility because I bullied people, but mm -hmm. now it's just like what I want to do. Yeah. I want to help people. Like that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I want to talk about TikTok because oh you have fucking blown up. How many followers do you have now? Um, it's been four months and I think I have 127 something thousand. I remember the day you got, to, I don't know if it's the day or the week you got TikTok. I'm like, you're going to be I remember you telling me. on TikTok. I was like, yeah. I just know this. This is going to be so big. I was like, no, LOL. I was no. like, no, give it time. Just give it time. Just four months. That's all. It's fine. Um, but I want to talk about your like rolling eyes, like numbers. No, we're not talking about this. We're not doing this. Um, uh, but I want to talk about like, I mean, I'm sure you get it on Instagram as well, but like TikTok comments and TikTok trolls and assholes online. And you have shared them like on Instagram stories and stuff. And the people thing or the things that people say to you is just like, <laughs> it like breaks, my, it breaks my heart. No, I can't even share like the bad ones. Like, because there's ones that are literally like hor horrific and I can't post those because so many kids follow me. Are you, can you like, share them on the podcast? I guess your kids might listen to the podcast if you share it. So you can tell, like, I just want people to know, like, what are the things that you, that you fucking get on a daily basis? Um, well, I've probably sworn more here already than I have in front of my children ever. So this is a, uh, in our podcast. I, I swear so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely get people telling me that, like, I should kill myself all the time. Um, yeah, uh, I get people who are literally like, <laughs> your parents, well, this is the ones that are funny, like, they're not saying anything like, okay, it is bad. How, like, my parents should be so disappointed in me that, like, this is the, the, what I'm teaching kids. That's the one that pisses me off. I'm like, don't bring my children yeah, into Yeah, don't bring my kids into this. Actually, the comments that piss me off the most are the ones where they bring up my dog parenting. Like, I will fight you. Call me a fag all day. No, call me a fag all day. If you talk about my dog, I will I will find your address. No, um, no, I mean I get definitely ones where people are like, you should like slit your throat, blah, 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 blah. Like one creative one was kind of funny but horrible was like you should hang yourself with your own hair. And I was like, kind of funny, but don't say that. <laughs> like your reaction, I can't. No, I'm literally That's fucking horrible. I always say to people, like, if you're gonna comment something negative, get creative. Don't comment with bad grammar. Don't say you're disgusting, but not use like you are, you know what I mean? Like, don't do that. Don't be stupid enough to do that. Um, no, I mean, I get some pretty horrible things. Um, I get a lot of racist stuff when I have like my boyfriend in them, which yeah. is, I mean, that pisses me off too. Luckily, he's like me. He does not give a shit. He does not care at all. He's literally like, that was funny. Or like, you're stupid. Yeah. Um, which I'm very lucky about because I know... Um, you're just thinking back to some of the people I dated before, like they would have been ruined by that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just like, I don't give a shit kind of person when it comes to that stuff. It's somebody online who again is projecting the way they feel like mm -hmm. onto someone else. Um, and I just, I think it's funny. I mean, like they want attention obviously, which is always why I, when I repost it, I cover their name. Yeah. Because I don't, want them to have attention this isn't it's just i just think it's funny and i think part of the reason i post them as well is because i do want people to see like me laugh at it 
I want people to know that I don't just ignore it. And my mom even says like, it's better if you just ignore it. And I go, but I understand teaching kids to ignore bullying and hate is like important, but I think you should also teach people that like, it's, it means nothing. Like, don't just ignore it because people ignore it and take it to heart and then they, they like kill themselves. Like right. some people ignore it to that means just like take it all in and sit at home. And I'm like, no, literally, LOL, you're so dumb. <laughs> like, you're actually so stupid. I don't get why people think that, I don't know. It blows my mind that people do that. Yeah. In this day. Yeah. Like, well, and, uh, and I've watched your videos, like, you have talked about stories, like, and it's not just online. Like, you oh, yeah. stuff all the time as a gay man with long fucking hair. The mm. stories that you have told on your YouTube videos, like, mm. it it's crazy. Like, it's actually crazy that there are people, like, the best story you talked about his, like, he had, like, sandals on or something with gross feet. And Ew, the Jesus head. sandal guy, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I was literally like, how does this person exist? And these yeah. people exist fucking everywhere. What? It happens now. If I go, so, I made a joke about how when I drive long drives, I pee in bottles in my car. I yeah. literally made a joke about it. And people are like, ew, don't do that. I'm like, but the reason I do it, so I'm like joking that I pee in bottles in the car because it's faster, which it is. Um, but if I and my boyfriend saw it, I tell people all the time, but no one goes to the bathroom with you. They don't really know that. We went to the bathroom and I was like, watch what happens. We went, go to a rest stop. I'm at a urinal. I'm literally peeing. And the guy next to me is like this, staring at me, staring at me, like in the face. And we're like this close. I'm like, I'm just peeing. Um, yeah. And so then people will say to me, like, this is the men's. They'll be like, you shouldn't be in here. Like, this is the men's, like that kind of stuff. And I'll, and I'll just like, I'll do this. I'll be like, yeah, that's why I have a dick. Like I do stuff like that. <laughs> um, cause the stuff in person, it doesn't like, it doesn't bother me in the way that it like hurts my feelings. It's just annoying. Is like, it, is it scary? Is there, is it ever aggressive? Like that would, that would be my concern. Um, I'm a fighter, which is, I, yeah, I was just say, so, I know you're like feisty. So I feel like you would be, you'd be fine. <laughs> you'd be scrappy. I, yeah. I mean, I don't think I've ever, have I? No, I'm too, like, my dog is just crying because there's a dog outside. Um, I don't think I've ever felt scared that way, to be honest. Oh, fuck, come here. Um, no, I've never felt really scared that way. I mean, the good thing about things, okay, the good and bad is that people do it in public is that other people see. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that's part of a safety net is that like, mm -hmm. will there be people around? Yeah. Not that people do anything and say anything, but I would hope that if it was a violence thing, somebody would do something. Right. Um, but no, I've never been really scared. I'm just more annoyed. So it's like when people are like, oh, I feel so bad that happens for you. I'm like, I just, I'm trying to piss in peace. Yeah. I'm just trying to do a simple, but you know, just do one simple thing. Just everyone does. Yeah. And then I feel bad sometimes because like I would go to the mall in Toronto and I would go in like the handicap bathroom, which is so bad. I shouldn't do that. But I, I don't want to go into these public bathrooms where people just harass me. And it's like, and it's because they think I'm trans and like, that's the most frustrating part is that like, I'm not, but then it actually, what's even more frustrating is knowing that that's what happens to people who actually are trans. And then they're going to take that home. At least I go home knowing, well, I'm a boy. I was born a boy. I'll always yeah. be a boy. I mean, I just have long hair. And if I didn't have long hair, this wouldn't even be a conversation. Right. Um, 
it probably doesn't help that I wear short shorts and oversized t-shirts, but whatever. Um, literally in that right now. Um, but that's what hurts my soul is that people like literally, ew, I could, we're not crying. So we're just not going to do that. Here I am a crier. Nope. I, you're like the third or fourth person to like, to tear up on the podcast. So like, it's normal. It's fine. It's not, we're not, we're not. You're, we're not. you're welcome to cry here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it breaks my heart to know that people will take that home. And so I always say like, there's always going to be bullies and there's always going to be like idiots who say things in person like that. Um, and so I would rather they do it to me. Yeah. I can handle it. Let me tell you what I can handle. I am so good. I leave that shit at the, <laughs> at the urinal and I go home. <laughs> like, like I'm good. Um, now I will read you to filth and tell you why you're a dumbass. Like I also don't like, I like to embarrass them. Yeah. You want you tried to embarrass me. Yeah. Let's play this game. I'm yeah. better at it. <laughs> I have a good history of being better at it. So that's where, I mean, that's positive for me. But yeah. I do, I, it hurts my soul that people get that and that like people literally kill themselves yeah. over comments. And I'm like, which is why I'm passionate about teaching this because I did that. Yeah. I was that human, which yeah. is probably, is it karma? I don't know. <laughs> it comes from a circle. <laughs> ah. <laughs> okay, so I want to do so like at the end of like every podcast I do kind of like uh like I have this crazy list of questions that's like 365 questions and oh. then I just ask you like a real you pick a number and I just ask you a really super random one. Before okay, we do I'm that nervous, now I am. <laughs> <laughs> Before we do that, yeah, and let's talk about the ugly aesthetics. L L O L. Um yeah my clothing. Everyone is like, Oh my God, you have a merch company or merch. And I'm like, it's not merch. I mean, it is, I guess, because I'm no one like n no one with a clothing line is trying to have a social media presence. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why people associate it with merch, right. but I'm trying to do something separate, but I guess I have to combine the two because I guess <laughs> I am the face and hair of the brand. Um, I love that. The face and the hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, I always wanted to do this. Like, and what's funny is being in quarantine now, I had to do this. This was the plan for so long and quarantine was like, guess what? You're broke now. <laughs> um, you're broke and still have so many bills. The government said, don't worry, you don't have to go to work, but they said still pay your bills. So um, I was like, okay, I guess let's fast track. So I was like, I'm gonna start a company. And my whole plan was always to do this. I mean, I was editing my clothes. I always call it editing, but I was editing my clothes my whole life. I did it for my friends. I always cut everything up and all that stuff. Um, the the artist in me it's so annoying to say that um <laughs> i love to create so it's like i'm not even going to try to create clothes like i want this to be i want to make home furniture i want to make like i want to design cutlery like i want to design everything in my life i want to design oh my god and um the bigger part of why i'm doing this is again how can i help so um i started a like a long sleeve and it's going to continue into different things but of like COVID-19 is not ugly, okay? And ugly is undeniably gorgeous, literally, yes. So it's not cute, we don't love COVID. But it's like how right now I'm trying to like pay my bills. Obviously this has literally ruined people's lives. Like, I mean, I'm not, not posting online how I'm, yeah, literally paycheck to paycheck now because of this. Like I wasn't and now I am. Yeah. Um, but so what I want to do every year and I'm, I'm looking right now into different charities and how I can help and how I can always have something that is ongoing. Um, like cancer is not ugly. Um, something is not ugly and keep that going and partner with charities and like donate pro the proceeds to those, to them. 
Um, so that's my future goal with this. I mean, what I've probably been open for one month now. Weird. Yeah. But um, weird. It feels like so long just because like it's... You've done so much. I know. It's, I, I'm surprised. Again, I put it out and my very first thing, I actually like sold it to my students before I had a website and I bought like 25 sweaters and I was like, no one's going to buy them. And then, you know, I sold a lot more than that in this time, um, which has been really great um, and really fun and, you know, a lot of work. It's still my 18 hours of day life. Um, well, I want to make sure people listening know, like, you're doing this yourself by hand. You're not paying oh, like, a company yeah. to print t-shirts and shit for you. Like, you're doing yeah. this by hand many, many, many hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, some, some, like, one print on a shirt can take an hour. Like, and I'm trying to put out like hundreds and that's a lot. Um, I just did a pre-order, right? Where I was like, everybody can order the size you want. Let me tell you how many hours that's going to take. I didn't really realize the um, amount of people who would do that. So yeah, I mean, I go upstairs in one of my bedrooms. I'm lucky I have a spare that I can do that. And I, by hand, start printing and really how it's turned out is only one there's one print on a shirt and everything else on the shirt or everything else on the sweater and everything else is by hand because that's more fun like yeah printing is by hand but like literally like with tools <laughs> drawing with paint on sweaters and all that and um yeah so it's a lot but i like i genuinely love this this is like so fun i'm already bored of what i did and i'm like now doing the summer collection because i have a summer one coming in hopefully one month um and it's like I'm like stimulated again. And I think that's what I like about this is like every time I want to do something, I'm going to make it. Yeah. And what's cool about having, I called it like the ugly aesthetic is because yeah, it's like my aesthetic. I've been stealing giant t-shirts from my father since I was little. Like that's what I love giant t-shirts, but like not everybody wants that. So we have all sizes, honey, <laughs> but like I'm trying to create things that I felt like I couldn't find that people would be like, that's weird. That's ugly. I go, that's the point. Yeah. That's the point. Oh, that's, that's, point. Love it. that's the point. Yeah. I love it. That's yeah. so I, I just, in the end, want to always have something like, yes, this is going to be my job. Mm -hmm. So I need to be alive. However, I want to do this in the end so that like, there's all, like, I want to help. So that's why I'm trying to create certain lines that will go always. Yeah. That's to the charity or helping someone. Yeah. yeah. That's so fucking exciting. Before we go to our questions, tell people where they can like find you online. Yeah, I'm the worst. <laughs> um, I mean, my Instagram for the ugly aesthetics is um, at the ugly aesthetics, which honestly is the hardest word ever to spell. But um, <laughs> I always go AES the ticks because that's the best Ooh. way for me to spell it. I'm going to do that. <laughs> AES the ticks. Um, and then my website is theuglyaesthetics.com. Um, yeah. 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 And uh, and at actually so ugly. Oh, my other things as well. Okay, cute. Uh, everything's at actually so ugly. I mean, my Instagram is at actually so ugly. My TikTok, my YouTube, everything. I don't. I mean, I have Twitter, but don't go to it. I don't use it. It's too much work. It's a whole <laughs> new community. You're only doing like six other things. It's fine. <laughs> I only have five other social media platforms. I'm trying to run here. Like, it's five. I totally get now, and I'm like no one. I totally get why people have teams. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, I had an assistant helping me, like, she, like, just to make things go faster with making clothes. And now, because of Corona, I can't. And literally, things take double the time. Everything takes double the time now. My whole life is like, let's sleep for four hours. And I'm like, you know what? I have my dreams of how I want to live. So I'll do it now. Man. 
fucking kudos to you. One day you will have a fucking team and it's going to be wonderful and things will I'm going to have so many control issues though. I'm going to I'm going to have a team and still be like I need to see and do everything. Well, super it's super it's called Superman syndrome. That's what I call it. I have the same thing like when I was shooting films and stuff, I wouldn't like you know hire fucking people who are doing passion projects, but like I'm like what are you doing? Or like I'd have like an assistant director and I'd be like, "Okay, I need a chair." And they're like wobbling over. I get, I just get up and go get the chair. I'm like, if you want to do it right, if you want it done right, do it yourself. Exactly. (laughs) But I have to, I have to let things go sometimes. But like the podcast gives me a lot of control, so we're fueling that. that. That's my issue. My boyfriend brings it up all the time. I don't let him do one thing. Not in like controlling, (laughs) controlling. But I'm like, I cook everything. You don't cook a thing. Do not cook. Do not clean my house. Do not do anything. I'm trying to build this whole life so he can just do whatever he wants. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Live with me and. You know, that's oh, it. I love it. I wish you guys could be together. I was talking to someone I but I was interviewing you today. And she's like, oh my gosh, I want <laughs> Corona to be over so that they can see each other again. I was like, I know. Like, I know, it's sad. <laughs> but I mean, like, I feel like we're built for this because we're long distance. Yeah. So it doesn't feel as awful. Obviously, I want to see him. Um, yeah. But I feel like we're made for this. We w- at one point went for three months. So it's been almost two now. So, like, you know, if we could just reel it in and... Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> <That'd be nice. laughs> All right. Pick your number, and then I don't even know what the question's going to be, and it's going to be... I'm terrified now. Yeah. I was fine. We got into this. I was good. I'm having yeah. a pain attack. Again. Now you're scared now. <laughs> how, what's, how many numbers? <laughs> 365. Oh, God. Okay. Um, 13, because 13 is my lucky number. 13 is my lucky number. <laughs> Amazing. Do you celebrate the things you have? Ha! Um, <laughs> that answer. Oh, no. Um, I just talked about this. I have a not enough complex. It has been going on my entire life. Um, it's part of the body thing, but my whole life is not enough. And I just decided two days ago I was going to try to turn my not enough into like, and I'm such a glass half empty. Oh, God. Oh yeah. Um, like, and I'm not saying this in the way it's going to come out. It's going to sound bad. Okay. So I, I win a lot of choreography awards. Okay. And I'm never happy about it. I hate going up. I don't want to go get them. Don't embarrass me like that. Don't do that to me. I don't want it because I feel like I could have done more. So I always, always, always have like, I could have done more. I could have done this. And I'm trying my best now to channel it into like, okay, well, I've done this. Instead of saying I could have done this, let's do it. How can I now turn that into like me positively looking at what I don't have yet or Mm -hmm. using it as motivation. And instead of being like defeated that I don't have it, how can that motivate me to work towards it? Um, because I don't celebrate at all. I look at everything I have and people will say like, aren't you so happy that you have these things, but you did, did these things. And I'm like, no, because I want this now and I want this yeah. now. And I just need to look at it more positively to be honest. And this sounds bad too. Like the things I'm the happiest that I have are the <laughs> material things that I worked my ass off to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, I work really hard to, and now I don't do it, but I mean, I worked really hard to have some of the designer things I have and people think that's shallow, but I worked very hard and it's always rewarding. And I bought some of these things when I was like 20 and I'm going to be 29 in like yeah. less than two weeks. And like, I 
you earned it. Those things with like happiness. So those things, yeah. yeah. But I feel like you know, everyone's like, are you happy you got a house? And I'm like, yeah, but my dream house is that like, there's always a but with me. Yeah. Well, there's always something else. And I think that's like a huge thing for pretty much anyone. Right. Is like, mm-hmm. and I, again, I've worked on it for myself, like not, I don't really consider like if that a future even exists, because if I do that, then I'll just be like, what's next, what's next, what's next. Mm-hmm. And in, in backing up and just being, cause I had the same thing. Like there, there will always be something next. So like, if you don't enjoy the process of getting there, then like, what's the fucking point? So I am challenging you to enjoy the process. Oh, it's so hard. (laughs) It's that, it's that that same thing we talked about at the beginning. It's like that conscious effort of being like having that first thought and then following it up with that fucking second thought of being like, okay, I'll work on it. It's fine. Literally like, and I get so many signs of things like I feel like the fact that I picked 13 and that was that and I just yeah. talked about how I need to do that was like the, the Lord was like do you get it you understand <laughs> now sir <laughs> <laughs> like kicking me in the throat I'm like I know I know all I right know. last question I ask everyone if your life was a photograph what would it look like Ooh. um I actually know like what I want it to be um I'm very clear on what I want my future to be <laughs> I want to be um in my backyard with my husband he will be i mean we're missing a ring um and five kids and three dogs because that's the limit in ontario um and (laughs) i just want to be in this like ranch home on like a farm with all my animals and all my children and my giant human (laughs) and that's all i want is to just be like chilling with like my family that's like always what i've wanted that's i don't want anything else i don't care like that's why i'm doing all this now is so that i can do that and be at home with my family yeah i don't want to wait (laughs) that's a fucking great way to end the podcast what a lovely thought that's like so sentimental and sweet (laughs) (laughs) and that will wrap it up for our episode with nick I am so thrilled with how open and honest and vulnerable we got on this episode. I know it is helping people on the other end of this, and I just, I am just so thankful and so lucky to have so many wonderful guests on that just get to keep it real with me. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please follow Nick on all of his accounts. You will not be disappointed. Um, Show him your love and support and reach out and make sure that he knows how fucking awesome he is. This has been another quarantine episode and uh, I hope everyone's staying safe. I love you all. Have a fucking awesome day.